0: As if planning your marketing wasn't already challenging enough, now there's the added complication of a constantly shifting number of guidelines to manage and communicate, as well as the constant possibility of further enforced closures. So just what should you be paying attention to in your marketing right now? What's really working well? And how should you go about managing it all? Creating the spa, the salon or the clinic you really want doesn't have to be so hard. Mastering some basic principles, put in place some key strategies and that'll give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Then throw in the right mindset, some proven systems, stretching yourself just a little bit outside of your comfort zone to boost those confidence skills and understanding how to market your business properly and your success becomes inevitable. Problem is, no one ever taught you how to do that. And that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast, National Spa Week Specials. With over half a million downloads, it's the number one place to learn the skills to maximize your health, beauty, or wellness-based business. My name is Adam Chatterley, I'm your host, and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And with the help of some hand-picked experts, I'm gonna help transform your business starting today. Welcome to this very special episode of the Beauty Business Podcast day two, as it happens, of National Spa Week. Now, all this week, we're focusing on some essential skills that every beauty business owner, every spa manager or director should know, especially in the world that we're living in right now, to help keep their business thriving. Now, at the time of this recording, spas and beauty businesses in England are right at the start of another month of enforced closures as we enter lockdown 2.0. Now elsewhere in the UK, similar restrictions are in place, as is the case in other various parts of Europe as well. But wherever you are in the world, we can't ignore the fact that COVID hasn't gone away and it continues to have an effect on our lives and on our businesses. But possibly the most frustrating thing being that much of this is outside of our control. However, if we're to learn anything from lockdown one earlier this year, it's that those businesses that worked on their business, even while they weren't able to work, in their business were the ones that came out on top. So many businesses from independent therapists right through to full-scale spas saw huge increases in business once they were able to reopen. And some clients of mine were seeing weekly revenue growth of almost three times what they were doing prior to March of this year. And all of that because they prepared both physically, business-wise, but also because they kept their clients and their potential clients engaged and informed even while they weren't able to see them. So whether you're currently open in your business or not, there's no denying the fact that even more than ever, your marketing is key to your day-to-day business success. But marketing didn't exactly come easy before all of this happened. And now it's even more of a minefield as we need to be aware of all of our audience's different situations, the constantly moving guideline goalposts, not to mention, as we've already said, the constantly looming threat of virus resurgences and enforced closures. So what should we be doing differently? Are there any easy new strategies that we can pick up? And is there a way we can learn from someone already nailing marketing in a world dealing with COVID? Well, it just so happens that we can. I caught up with Anna Ramsey, Wellness Sales and Marketing Manager for Six Senses Hotels, Resorts, and Spas, who's been navigating, learning, and refining the global digital marketing strategy for Six Senses throughout this year. And she's very kindly agreed to not only share her time with us on the show, but to share what she's learned that really works and gets results when it comes to marketing your wellness and beauty business in today's world. But before we get started, I just want to say a huge thank you to today's sponsor for National Spa Week, Gerard International. Now, the amazing team at Gerard International are dedicated beauty professionals with an amazing portfolio of brands, and they are huge supporters of the UK Spa Association. And we are greatly, greatly appreciative of their constant support in everything that we do. Now, Gerards really are a true supporter of the industry as well as being one of its key suppliers. And if you're not already familiar with their name, then I am sure you'll be familiar with some of their products, including Me Makeup, Jessica, Gelleration, Zenspar, La Remedy, Spongule, and my personal favorite Centered. Now, if you'd like to find out more about any of their brands, then please do get in contact with them. All the contact info you need can be found in the episode description for this episode or on the show notes pages, which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 102. So listen up now as we share some of the outside the box marketing strategies that you might just want to check out for your business. There's a couple in here that are going to surprise you too. Okay, so welcome to the show today, Anna Ramsey. Anna, it's lovely to have you with us. Thank you.
1: Oh, it's good to be here and good to see you as well.
0: It is, yes, albeit virtually. Uh, <laughs> but yes, it's, it's very nice to see people. Okay, so um, we're talking about marketing today. Um, yeah. Just, just a small topic, you know, <laughs> cover it in no time. Um, so, but I wanted to just kind of get, for people who don't know you necessarily, can you just give us a bit of your background and, you know, where you started out and, and how you came to be what you're doing right now?
1: completely unexpected journey really i've always worked in wellness for 18 years I started out as a therapist thought i thought i wanted to be a nurse and then realized that actually we don't have the stomach for it but <laughs> wanted to do it. um but i remember going through the city college in Norwich around 4 and seeing this set up and then meeting the rheumotherapy teacher and just thinking being so impressed Uh, how you could do something that could make people feel better and want to be better versions of themselves through it. And that's kind of where it was born, really. So I was a hands-on therapist for a few years. I got the pleasure of working for Four Seasons, uh, at Four Seasons Hampshire, stunning property for a few years, and did their management training. And so I started out in operations. So I I think that's one of the things that grounds me today, you understand an operation from the ground up. and Those conversations that you have as a therapist with a consumer, um, taking out all of the digital pathways that I deal with now and going back to those roots, um, I find that so valuable. Mm-hmm. I went, I worked for Espar for a few years, which, again, was amazing. Um, part of their training team and their sales team. So, again, customer-facing as well as working with therapists and working for such a stunning brand of products and, and traveling the world. Um, and then the last few years, I've realised I really wanted to get into marketing, learn how to write and tap into consumers and consumer behaviour a bit more. Mm-hmm. I find behaviour fascinating. And of course, that translates far more now to online, but having seen it, for years and analysing someone's body language when in front of you and you're doing a consultation. Actually how can that translate in a deeper level, particularly now with digital, which I know we're going to talk a lot about in a moment. Um but my journey was that and yes I spent a few years working with Daphne, uh, Daphne Metland at Skid Bar Guide, mm-hmm. which was invaluable experience in you know, four years looking at all of the spas in the UK this wonderful industry that we've got which at the time was absolutely booming and growing um, so many different spa types salons and then the word wellness starts creeping oh, yeah. in and becoming more readily available actually what does that mean and so <laughs> wellness and lots of different things which was is, which is incredible and um, good Spa Guide Awards and looking at all the different elements and wonderful things that we've achieved in the industry. So that was when I really started to tap into consumers. Right. You know, are we giving them what they want? Do they understand this language that we talk with in the spa industry? Mm-hmm. You know, most words begin with "r." Um, you know, there's so many adjectives. We're <laughs> really fluffy with it, and actually, we're getting the message across. Is it confusing? And when you really start to analyse it, that was great fun because I yeah. think sometimes, because there's so much knowledge in the industry. I think I don't think we always do ourselves a
0: favor we We just we we kind of keep it to us not intentionally but we kind of keep it within the industry don't we and 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 I don't know what it is whether we're afraid to sort of put it out into the world or or just not quite sure how to communicate which comes back to what we're talking about yeah
1: absolutely and yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. So breaking that down, is it's a keen interest of mine. And right. um, and then I went to work short for a short time, working for a company that wasn't within inspiring on. So worked in healthcare and looking mm. at behaviour change within staff. And I, it was I was out of my comfort zone massively. Yeah. Um, I learned so much looking at personalisation and entitlement. And all of these different phrases, you're thinking, yeah, actually, I'm probably guilty of all of those. But how can that (laughs) translate into marketing (laughs) messaging? And then a year ago, um, someone contacted me and said that um, Six Senses were looking for a wellness sales and marketing manager to work remotely, Mm -hmm. um, that would involve travel for six months anyway, (laughs) um, until until the work well went that's and uh, yeah, absolute dream role and a Amazing. dream company to work for that really allows for my values. So I'm very lucky. Um, wellness and sustainability are key pillars at, at the front of the Senses mm-hmm. Because for me, five-star service is so important. Um, but it's, 5 stars is not necessarily about stuff anymore. It's about the experience.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's not about the list of things that's in your hotel room, is it? It's, uh, it's how it makes you feel and, and a lot more than that
1: yeah yeah so so that's me really and the first six months of my role at, at Six Sense is very different to my last six
0: months <laughs> um, <I imagine. laughs>
1: um I've been I'll be very honest pushed way out of my comfort zone um because digital marketing overnight needed to be something completely different mm. I've learned so much we've learned so much Uh, and we've given ourselves a a, a massive springboard to be able to steer the brand into another area and to reach consumers in a way that we haven't before and actually we haven't needed to at six senses Mm. um you know six sense a well-respected brand place that people love to come and experience wellness and have a great holiday on their own with a loved one or family Um, but but now it's a case of reaching people after they leave resort and that's where the digital marketing space comes into play
0: love that love that yeah i remember actually when when i found out you were you were leaving the industry and i was very uh, upset and slightly annoyed about that so i was very pleased when we won you back again so i'm i'm glad to have you definitely firmly back well, that's kind
1: in do you know it was such a valuable step to take and I, yeah. I, I say that because I was able to step back in yeah. um but we were it's a special industry and a special bunch and really realized that and I think also and I won't go off on a tangent here because it is different to the topic that we we're going to be speaking <laughs> about but going into hospitals and really looking at healthcare pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. It really makes you feel that this line that we need to draw between wellness and and healthcare oh, yeah. Yeah. and the way that the operations are run within hospitals is so many similarities with well-run resorts and well-run resort spas, and you just wish you could buy the two. And we're further away from that now with COVID. But who knows?
0: Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it back. And we'll definitely bring you in on that because <laughs> you've had this unique unique experience of that. So, so just just to dive into you said there, you know. Um, People's behaviour was always interested, always an interesting topic to you. Was that kind of, you know, has that always been there? Has that come out of working with people in the spa industry? When do you think that kind of started to happen for you?
1: I think yeah, it was it was absolutely spa industry related right. when you start yeah. realising that se- yeah, definitely meeting and working with people and you start realising that actually essential oils are saying and they do all these things, but you I've felt the benefits and I've seen the benefits firsthand personally and then with your clients as well, whether it's skin and it's visual or whether it's how they're telling you they feel or mm. their energy and how it changes, it's so valuable. Um so yeah, it makes a big difference and, you know, as therapists, you see someone sit down in front of be very nervous if they've never had a treatment before and how they relax. And that situation now, I started out as I say eighteen years ago, It's a long time um my first did my, my first treatments and that experience but actually those nerves of having a treatment for the first time are potentially coming back again mm-hmm. because it's the first time post COVID or first time we've maybe been had that level of contact with a stranger or contact at all during this situation. So I think we're going to see similar behaviours. Yeah. Um and it's it's making sure that we reach people in different ways, which is, is where digital marketing comes into play.
0: Yeah and uh, and uh, we we, we, we Move on to talking about marketing in a second, but I, I think it's really interesting that, that you've experienced it in that way because you know I still think there's a lot of people out there who think marketing is selling and therefore think marketing is about convincing people to do something. And you know, whereas in in in, in almost reality it's not, it's making sure that you're talking to people in a language that they understand.
1: Yeah, exactly. You are telling your story.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it.
1: And great content has three different streams. So you do need to talk about the I, so your business values, what you're doing and your objectives that you meet them. Mm -hmm. Talk about the we, so the people within your network. To give you an example, we have introduced one content stream, Six Senses, which is called VP Talks. We have visiting practitioners, they're freelancers. Mm -hmm. So it might be an expert in Qigong that, that comes over to one of our resorts. They're writing articles for us and it's putting their face. So a big part of the last few months has been about bringing our people forwards rather than, than just seeing this umbrella band because people buy from people. It's that personal element and it's the personal element that we're missing. So we've tried to bring literally those faces forward by doing that. And the last thing is being social on social media. We put so much pressure, <laughs> it sounds obvious, isn't it? But we put so much pressure on ourselves to yeah. create all of our own content. We don't need to. Yeah. You know, if a good spa guide has written an article about what to pack in your po- your post COVID spa bags so and the things that you wouldn't have taken before, i.e., your mask and a few other pieces, then great, share it so that your mm. guests know. You don't have to write it then. It's coming yeah. from another source. And that's so, just one example. There'll be lots of others.
0: So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost kind of self explanatory, but to you, you know what's 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 your answer to, to the question of you know why is marketing why certainly digital marketing why is it so important in today's world particularly given what's recently happened
1: yeah people listen people are, well we've gone through a bit of a trans, well massive transition in the last eight months but with digital it's and we saw it with our numbers. So we were doing daily Facebook lives without Home With Six Senses from when we launched mid March. We right. were having five hundred people watch them all around wow. the world, which is huge. Now we have anything probably about thirty watch live, and then our numbers go up. People watch it as a uh, video. Look at that massive, massive difference. Yeah. So people still are really valuing digital content. But we're choosing the time that we watch it. So yes, it was live, but I will watch it when it's convenient for me. We're realising that we need to put our phones down, make sure we're connecting with nature, connecting with our loved ones. When it's with lockdown initially, everyone was just on digital, that was it. That's why internets weren't strong and lots of digital broadcasts broke down because the connection (laughs) wasn't there. We had those problems. We had those problems, everyone's did. But it's not so much the case now. But telling the story is is absolutely vital. And not just, we have to do the COVID messaging. We have to tell, yes. say when the sauna and steam rooms are open. We have to say how many people are allowed with them. Of course, do not let that be your marketing message. Those are the essential things. You also have to tell the story. The best email I got last week was from Not On The High Street. Okay. Um, title was, the kitchen is the new dance floor. So I smiled. that? Yeah, exactly. Smiled and I opened it. Do I need to buy a new pair of slippers in the mug? No, I don't. Um, and, but if, they, if they'd have tightened it something differently, I wouldn't have opened it. We have the beauty of this industry is we can have fun still and don't forget to have fun have fun creating your content. have fun putting it out there because and yeah it, it needs to be it's that lighter message mm. we all want to have this inner child ignited and dance dance in the kitchen yep. <laughs> um so it, and it, we have this similarity with how we're all living now around the world, so it makes mm. a big difference
0: right so we are going to um borrow some of your your learnings that you've had in your role um, um, and you very kindly have offered to share with us. It's, it's, it's like a number of, of points that you've shared recently internally as to the, the different yeah. things people can be, can be thinking about or should be thinking about when it comes to their digital uh, marketing and social media. So should we run through those?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, See, so At Home with Six Senses was born in March. And beforehand, mm-hmm. I would have said my digital knowledge was good um now, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> no, yeah absolutely but it's constantly evolving yeah. I'm not exaggerating when I said well in gym lockdown every day you'd look at one of the social media channels and there was a new something mm-hmm. now it's probably weekly but those yeah. updates are regular so you do need to make sure that you, you stay on top of it and um and and don't lose your social element um, one of the things that we have really noticed, um, and there's a couple of links I think that you've put on the website, so you can see where I've got some of this information. So it's backed up by people like HubSpot and... Whoop's uh, sweet mm. uh, so I say not just my opinion and my practice. There's some other things in there as well. And also, do you remember that at the moment I'm looking globally? So yeah. you know, Six Senses has got 18 resorts. We've got a further 12 spas, which is great to get to dip into different countries and maybe cherry pick some experiences from those as well. Mm-hmm. But one thing that would really bring forward with Six Senses, which I'd said that it it was more of a thing for the younger generations needing to see the values of a company but I think that's within, we live in different times now so it's a case of bringing those values forward with Six Senses it's wellness and sustainability it's one of the reasons that I wanted to work for this company And yep. um, sustainability to give you an example Six Senses has never used plastic bottles on site um, yeah you bottling, mentioned this, this, this yeah. was news
0: to me and I used to work with them
1: oh amazing <laughs> Um I, uh, I didn't know that that's great news but um, yeah they did to attract with people so yeah 20, 20 years so the last 20 wow. years water has been bottled on site and you know that's really powerful and we were trying to look at and when I was talking to us the sustainability people I'm like oh. So how many plastic bottles would that have been <laughs> that we've avoided the use of that's incredible i yeah. have never had many amenity bottles um, um, for shampoo shower gel conditioner always those products that are made on site so there's, there's lots of different things of values there and sustainability we're seeing come through more and more so if that is something that's standing strong within your business or whether it's a different value maybe your community yeah. there, maybe you're doing amazing things with a local quest or something it may feel small to you but it's putting your values forward Mm-hmm. Um, we would, would definitely be a first
0: click and point brilliant so so any sustainability any sort of values that you have make sure you're, you're focusing on those letting people know about them sharing the stories i guess the strongest way to communicate with people so, so that's yeah. number one excellent and the,
1: be, and the best way to share a story uh, and sometimes it is a case of okay we did this we were here today and here's a picture but actually it's a collaboration mm. um so whether it's that third party sharing that you were there and you can reshare their posts that's brilliant and it's a partnership And it's looking for those unique partnerships if we're talking about community um, so that you're working together both parties benefit yes. and it is for the social good as well
0: love it okay cool excellent what's next
1: Influences. Now, this is a massive topic. And I think I read a blog post in the small PR company about it, which is brilliant, probably still on their website. so worth looking at it. They were saying a few other points is something that I'm going to base. but we all look at the amount of followers on Instagram. If you've got 10,000 <laughs> 10, plus, we, it's a, but we do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and it's really natural. And actually, there's a place when it was about that. So it's the amount of people that you can reach. Once you've got over ten thousand followers, you're able to do lots of different cool things with your account, which is yeah. great. Actually, when it comes to these times particularly, and um, when we're looking at different areas of the UK, we thinking about tears as well, and um, different local lockdowns, it puts even more of a focus on the local community. And we're talking yeah. niche and nano influences.
0: These were two new words to me when we spoke <laughs> the other day. So explain these to us.
1: So I'll give you one example. So where I live, there's um, there's a, an Instagrammer, and it's the name is Eat, and then the name of the city. And I think they've got about 6,000 followers. Right. Which, which is fair, but it's not huge. Mm. Their engagement is enormous. <laughs> they, and they, so they are both, their niche because they're just posting about food in the location. This right. is what I ate, this is where I went, and this is the tick to the menu. All of the restaurants in the local area will house them because they bring so many people to the door. Right. I follow them. I think, well, that looked lovely. I would like to eat that, please. Yep. So it ticks the niche boy, the box. Um, but none as well because it's, they're small. Mm. So they probably won't have a fee associated with working with them because they are that small area. And usually their engagement is higher because they have the time to reply to all yes. of the comments and engage. So they've got their own network. So the biggest advice i say to you, and we're looking at this locally as well um, within Six Senses, is actually it's not always about the number of people that you reach. Mm. It's about the engagement. It's
0: so true. And, and I think so many of the so many of the, sort of the talking heads out there that are talking about you know social media in general are always talking to sort of bigger organisations and we have to remember that as a spa as a as a salon as a clinic as whatever you know we're dealing with people from a certain catchment area of which there are only so many people and you know it doesn't matter if we've got you know 50,000 global followers the vast majority of those are not going to necessarily convert into clients. So it's nice to have; it's a nice number, but you know mm-hmm. it's worth remembering that each one of those those numbers, certainly when you get over a thousand, because I think it only then reports in X number K. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're all they're all actual people who at some point have gone. Yeah, I like what you're doing. I'm going to follow you, and mm-hmm. so they're real people. They're not just a number at the top of your Instagram screen.
1: Mm-hmm. And generally, we are all. We're less willing to travel a long distance at the moment. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're staying closer to home. So actually, if you pick influences that are within your local area within an hour's drive, then generally they're going to be attracting people that are local as well. I know the, I, I love Instagram. That's my personal favourite channel. <laughs> I find it more positive. Um, but but also it's looking for relevance. Yeah. So and the relevance within the local area and your interests. So yeah, yeah, definitely revisit that. And that is going to evolve as well. Um being agile is going to be one of my big take home you know, so you have all these right. ideas but we are now in a reactive world so whereas you know I've worked with marketing calendars that are 12 months in advance before mm. brilliant and that's what we always wanted and when I worked for Espa our Spa partners were always asking what are you doing for Christmas and I say it's <laughs> March. We don't need to work like that now if I'm speaking to a colleague and think oh we could put that contact out in content out in December that's ages away. Yeah. <laughs> we've got lots of time to <laughs> the world could about. change
0: by then who knows oh, absolutely
1: so yeah being reactive um and being agile is is a positive thing at the moment,
0: definitely. Amazing. Okay. So any tips for for kind of being able to find those? Uh, Those nano and and niche influencers.
1: Yeah, quite. Don't overthink it. Really, think about your local hashtags. And if you look for your local hashtags, they will bring you the right influencers. If you look rather than looking for the influencer because you don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. you're thinking about those hashtags, which are usually local area, county specific, and location. Um, And usually once you find a couple, you'll find others because they will be connected. It might not be a case of looking for a and wellness blogger in Manchester. Maybe look at other local things like Eat Manchester might be one. I don't know. That might be an influencer because they'll be connected with other lifestyle related things. So it is thinking about all the fun things, food, drink days out sparring wellness things that enhance your life those are the type of lifestyle influences that might be connected
0: love it amazing okay uh, so what's next
1: stories i've talked about telling stories ah. a little bit in your own stories but um stories aren't going anywhere and you've got different layers of content and to- and talking about being reactive stories are reactive and they are about telling a story in the moment So if you have a community-led project, so you're working with someone in the local community and other business, that's a great way to snap your journey and your time with them. Even if you're going for a meeting and they serve you a great coffee, actually it might be quite relevant because there's something exciting that's coming up and they're following up and you're starting this partnership and to build up. It could be a case of who you're opening the spa door. So today we've got 25 spa days, can't wait to, um, to introduce you all. Now it's a given that those 25 spa days are going to be social distance you don't always need to mention it yeah. um so of course we, we need to go past that um, and it's, it's an uncomfortable barrier as well but that is a given so it's capturing the moment and what's happening that day Lives so t- turning outside and uh, weather.
0: We're talking about I mean we're talking about telling stories, but we're actually talking about using stories to the the feature within well now it's so it totally confused me last week. Someone sent me a message saying because stories I mainly relate to Instagram. I know um, Facebook have them as well, but I, I mainly relate them to Instagram. And mm. then suddenly it was my sister actually. She sent me a message last week saying, Oh, you know, LinkedIn have got stories now. I'm like really what when when the hell did that happen um and yeah sure enough i mean they've not even bothered to change it it looks exactly the same as every other yeah. platform which in some ways is nice because it means it don't have to learn anything else but yeah so so these are oh, stories yeah. these are the these are the 15 on most platforms hang on 15 seconds on on instagram 20 seconds on linkedin and facebook at, you know this week i'm sure they'll change it next week um yeah. but these are the little snapshots in time that last for what is it 24 hours yeah. Um so people can get that kind of it's that behind the scenes glimpse, isn't it really that people love to see?
1: Yeah, and you exactly you summed that up really well and it, it is it's 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 that moment that you capture, it's being reactive and it's planting a seed. Do you know what when you're scrolling through stories for 30 seconds when you're bored or, or picking up your phone, you possibly don't even register that oh I would like to look at that person's story. It filters through your mind. Yeah. And then when a still post comes up or a video or a Facebook live or something else that you shared, it's those different types points that you're able to get into the mind of the consumer and yes, yes the stories stories are things that you wouldn't necessarily put, uh, put a long time into creating content for it's about capturing a single moment they don't even need a lot of words and um, so if you're concerned that you don't oh I'm not feeling fine I'm not feeling quirky today. I don't know what to write maybe the picture says it all maybe yeah. you don't need to put anything else
0: yeah absolutely it's obviously really easy to reshare stuff with stories yeah. as well um so you can be doing that um yeah there's, there's loads of stuff to do it and I, it, I know to a lot of people it seems like oh it's another element of social media I need to learn but it it, it it really isn't all that much more difficult, and like you say, as long as long as it's as long as you force yourself to kind of keep it top of mind on a daily basis and just do a couple of them, it is in that moment. It's not supposed to be pre-planned or or anything like that. It's, it's very much a snapshot at that time. Mm. And don't forget that all of the channels, as far as I know, all of the channels are still pushing the stories out um, and and reminding people about them, giving them much more reach than just a general post. So your, yeah. your stories are likely to hit more people essentially.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. It makes a big difference. Yeah, cool. we, we scroll through when is the story It's moving, it's catching, it's slightly more interesting, it's catching a different part of your mind.
0: Amazing. Okay, what else we got?
1: So yeah, and on that topic, videos. So <laughs> um, video content is more popular than ever and really don't think it's going anywhere. No. So at the beginning of At Home With Six Senses, we were doing daily live broadcasts which were raw, um shooting from the hip you might say and we've got Anna Bersham being one of them we've got some brilliant people within our team who are really comfortable with that and mm-hmm. um, so daily meditations we're cooking live doing lots of different things and then you sit back and realize okay so this lockdown isn't going to be two weeks <laughs> it's going to be a little bit longer we need to keep this pace up what to be doing um, so going on to Instagram live which is you're looking at different chat formats and how we get the information out there But actually with video, we've realized that the best engagement and reach that we get is from one or two minute videos, which is polished content. And by polished, I don't mean scripted. Um, I do write intentions for our team globally of what we want to be included within the video i've never scripted an expert and we want them to show their personality that's a big part of six senses is bringing our people forwards and allowing them to be themselves but i think that's an industry thing as well we want people to show their personality yeah. um i think gone are the days where all the therapists need to look the same with their hair back in a bun and all these different things as i used to have years ago so it's, it's about personality but polished video content short one two minute videos and being consistent with it so it could be releasing one or two a week but i is even if an iPhone is all you have access to yes. actually they can capture good content now most them, yeah. people are looking at um Facebook Instagram Twitter they're looking at it on the phone anyway so it's mm-hmm. not on a big screen which makes a difference but video content is really valuable
0: now, just to, just to sort of really hone in on this, because I get this all the time from, from my the clients that I work with and students and everyone. They're always like, I don't want to be on video. I don't know what to say. You know, How am I going to plan it all out? All those kind of things. And one of the biggest things I say is, okay, well, just every day in your team, look out for one question you've been asked that day by a client. You know, I'm sure every day that goes past, they ask you one question. It could be about their skin. It could be about um, you know the changing season, whatever it is. And just sort of say to the team, okay, if anyone asks you a question today, bring it up. That can be your video for the day because that one or two minute video that Anna says that really hits the mark, you know, based on our attention spans, we're not going to sit down every day and watch a 15 minute lecture on something, but you know, a two minute video that speaks to your clients, that's featuring you and your expertise, you know, that is just positioning you so well and giving people what they actually want. And you've got to work on that principle. If someone's asked you that question, there are at least five, 10 other people thinking that question and you've just answered it before they even got the chance to ask. So, I love that. you know, that's- Such that. a
1: good point. And also it's ordinary to us because we work in this industry, as we <laughs> said earlier, there's so much knowledge here. Actually, it's not everyday knowledge and, you know, all these tips and things. And it- to to help this so much negative news now even if you're trying to avoid it on social media it's it's there it's everywhere Mm -hmm. they're they're short videos of positivity of great content how can you look and feel better and this is what's going on with us today and i guarantee no one feels comfortable um on video (laughs) on on facebook live (laughs) or anything it's completely out of most people's comfort zones and the biggest bit of advice that we always give to our team is just to to be yourself it sounds really obvious yeah Um, but but just yeah
0: completely be yourself and another another thing as well when it comes to the lives I find a lot of people getting disconcerted when they gear themselves up to do a live and they do this live and and like one or two people show up um again as as you said earlier on the way people consume those have changed now Mm -hmm. you know they they like the fact it's live because they almost (laughs) in the nicest possible way they all they almost want something interesting to happen something to go wrong potentially but they're not necessarily going to show up live and that is the way that lives happen now. So don't be put off. If you, you know, make a big deal about you going live and only a couple of people show up because they're going to consume it later. They're going to, they're going to watch it. It's going to do better than just a, in some ways a recorded video, but people consume it over time. And you've got to remember that.
1: Absolutely. The only reason, the only way that it would make a difference with being live. And the, true power of life is interaction of course oh, yeah, and absolutely. asking questions mm-hmm. so if you do have someone in your team and they don't have to be senior but if they are really comfortable and natural and on camera great, put them in the hot seat and they can ask questions, oh Sarah's just asked, you know she's suffering with um, bad skin because she thinks it's related to wearing a mask a lot, I'm saying that because I feel like I am, (laughs) what's the answer and what can you do and real time comments and is anyone else suffering and then it's that conversation and it's that open conversation that's the opportunity, that's just a small example but it it could be anything are you worried about serving Christmas dinner this year if if a chef is there um, from, from the hotel resort, great and talking about different things and, and different things of making yeah. Christmas dinner
0: fun. I don't know. It is true, and it doesn't always have to be about the industry. I had I had some, um, I had two clients, and uh, also one client, and they had a, the manager and assistant manager. And we did some tests, and we, we got them to to kind of do little live videos on their own. And they just they both admitted they felt really uncomfortable, and it was kind of stilted, and I, even I'll admit it was a little bit difficult to watch. But then we just said, well, why don't you do one together? So they do one together and they've known each other years and they just bounce off each other. And suddenly it became like this three minute chat show about whatever it was that we talking about that day. And just the putting them together and putting a video on, they just kind of laughed and they had fun and it just transformed the whole thing. So also mm-hmm. don't think, you know, play with different formats. It doesn't have to be just mm-hmm. you as a talking head, you know, make it fun, make it unique. And, and the more fun you're having, I tend to find, the better it is to watch and the more people enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Completely agree with that.
0: Cool. Okay. What else we got?
1: Yeah. So talking about different levels of content and um, being social on social media, if there is an opportunity to use for for you to use your generated content that's come from your followers, that's mm. come from your clients. And yes, one way is sharing testimonials. Um but being social on social media, resharing other people's stories you've already touched on, Adam. Um so if people are in your spa and they're enjoying it, it's reinforcing the fact that great they're open, <laughs> great there's people there and they look like they're having fun, I can feel safe in that environment. So it is inadvertently and um, um Tackling that point. Yep. There's other ways of doing it as well. If you've got someone that's, that's great in managing the website, you can have filtered through, bringing through your content from any of the social media channels to again reinforce that. So if you don't have time to resnap photography your teams are thin on the ground allow your customers allow your consumers to generate that content for you and also it feels more genuine because someone's actually been there and it's their testimonial we all love to say oh i got this top from x space and then someone else will go and go to we love to have that recommendation and it's reinforced because it and it takes a sales tone of it as well you know user generated content is more important than ever now I feel
0: yeah, I love it. And and again, going back to the stories, for me, the easiest way to reshare anything is just to, to stick it in a story and straight away, you've got yourself covered on both both fronts. Cool. What else?
1: Well, actually, I, we started talking about plants when we first came on, didn't we? We, did. we were talking about offices <laughs> and different things that, and where we were, and, uh, and people are spending more and more time looking at these types of things and what they've done for home in the last few months. Mm. Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest has uh, been around for years and it's yep. something that I've dipped my toe in. you go back and forth. We make sure that we've got different boards on there that represent all of our resorts worldwide. Great. Actually, suddenly we weren't expecting that this resurgence of, of Pinterest and people wanting to look at it. Now, Pinterest isn't something that you need to manage daily. It's something you need to dedicate time to, I'd say once a month at the moment, mm-hmm. um, minimum to make sure. What story do you want to tell? Is it um what, what your beautiful r- resort grounds look like in autumn and making sure that there's relevant tags on there so that people can find it. Yep. People are looking at home content and what they can do at home. So actually it's a great way of showing what facials you can do at home and what products you can take away with you. But definitely there's some research and opportunity with Pinterest. What story, they are called storyboards for a reason. Mm-hmm. What story do you want to get across on Pinterest and how many people can can you can you reach? It's worth looking at the people that are leading the agency in the uk whether it's healing holidays or health and fitness holidays go basic senses what we're we doing what stories are those people telling that you can cherry pick some ideas from to make sure you're reaching your local audience so look at the big boys but also look at local businesses as well and see if they're on Pinterest and what storyboards are attracting attention from there take some inspiration from those different places
0: yeah i i, I absolutely love that and i'm to, to tell you a story, interestingly, um, so a couple of years ago now, we were, uh, you know, we were obviously growing the podcast and all those kind of things and putting the information out there. And I don't know, we happened to look at our Google Analytics one day just to see where mm-hmm. traffic was coming from on social, and we were putting huge amounts of effort into at the time Facebook, a little bit on LinkedIn. You know, Instagram was was newish at the time, but we were putting it in there. And we looked at our social channels and. Like massively, the biggest traffic was coming from Pinterest, which confused the hell out of us because we weren't even doing anything on Pinterest (laughs) ourselves. And when we actually looked into it, we found that so many people within the industry were sharing other stuff that we'd put out there and creating their own Pinterest boards. So, you know, naturally, we sort of went, well, we need to look into this. So we started purposefully creating stuff for Pinterest and it absolutely exploded. And I think still to this day, it's sort of, it, it still kind of, takes over every other month from from Instagram. But Pinterest is still hugely up there. And the thing mm-hmm. I love most about Pinterest, because we did, we, we sort of went down that rabbit hole of, we've got to create loads of specific stuff for Pinterest. But what we actually realized was, no, we use the other social channels to figure out what, what people interact with most in that month. Mm-hmm. And then we use that same content. We may tweak it a little bit so it fits the format slightly, but we use that same stuff and just put it on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And that generates the long-term um, interest because it's not quite as um, it's not quite as immediate in the moment as the other social yeah. channels. So so it's actually something that you don't necessarily have to do any extra work for.
1: No, exactly. It's not timely particularly like that at all, which no. makes a big difference. I don't know about you, but if I go onto Google and I search for something, I'm quite visual. So I'm yeah. looking at the images and I'll go straight to images. And generally the ones that I click on are from Pinterest.
0: Because it is it's got and this is the thing as well. I, I've heard a lot of people say this, but it's it's wrong to think of Pinterest as social media. It is more of a search engine, mm-hmm. and which is why it comes up so highly ranked in all the search search, search engine searches, mm-hmm. um, because it's curated well, it's 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 tagged well, and and all those kind of things. So, so yeah, very few. I find very few people necessarily go onto Pinterest and search on Pinterest. They almost search for things and end up on Pinterest, and I think that's yeah. that's its sort of its stealth capability to kind of you know help you get your message out there to a wider audience that then brings them into the social so you can keep talking to them. So I love that. Yeah. Pinterest. Jack. Um,
1: it it'll be no surprise that Health and Fitness I'm sure it's Health and Fitness holidays. Yesterday i found their forecast for twenty twenty one. No surprise that UK staycations are going to be top of this and we're well inspired, which is <laughs> great news. Um great news for the UK industry, definitely and I really hope hope that impacts well. Yep. Um but there you go, there's a trend that's coming and there's definitely. a tagline there. So you're going to go on to Google and you're going to show up search UK staycations that's your board (laughs) so you know there's some obvious ones that you know don't overthink it look at what the experts are saying are going to be the trends and see if you can naturally create a board of interest if you can't if it's not natural don't do it um because there needs to be an obvious link that will resonate with the consumer at home
0: I love it okay I think we've got one more haven't we
1: we got yeah. I wanted to touch on third-party websites, which it, which is a sort of a natural leading because I've mentioned a couple. <laughs> uh, a lot of what we're talking about is direct marketing, and it's not direct selling. It's about telling your story. People love to be. I like going to a dinner party and having someone that's a great storyteller and listening to them. So think about that when that's your tone. That's what you're doing when you're marketing also, it's quite nice when someone else, you heard that story at dinner table and someone else goes away and, oh, someone told me this story. That's what the third-party sites uh, are fitting into. But also, you know, they're telling your story for you. And If someone is searching for a sparring wellness getaway in the UK, I think it's quite natural that you would go to a to Good Spa Guide or any of the other platforms. Mm. You're wondering who's open, yeah. who's doing what they do well, and to see them all together. And... Also, I like to see, if I'm looking for something new, I'm going on a yoga break just this weekend. So I found it from Google search, went straight to their website. Then I wanted to see what other websites they were on to get another opinion. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting journey for me because I was a consumer in that moment. And I think, well, even I still do that. So it's tried and tested, but also it's looking at the other end of it, which is really important. It
0: is, it's so true. We in, it's entirely now human behavior, what we do. We we do that. I did it yesterday with a tiny thing. I needed to randomly, needed to buy some new headphones. So I, I searched on Amazon for headphones, and obviously I got a million different uh, you know options. And uh, uh, you know, and I found a pair that I thought, well, they look quite good, but I'm not going to trust Amazon's reviews. I need a third, I need another review. So I then go in and type in the name of the of the set of headphones and the model number and like reviews, and I need I need at least two other sites to tell me they're good and worth buying before I trust that one website. Because I think, yeah, I think we all are aware that if we're on. That particular spa or that particular uh, clinic's website—they're obviously going to say good things about themselves and show the show the best light—and hopefully that's true. But yeah, you want you want that that third party, like you say, that that other ability. And often, often those third parties are able to bring together, uh, you know, like-minded consumers as well, and and, and genuinely can help you boost your um, your business and, and your bookings and everything as well.
1: Yeah, and most of the time, there's no sign-up fee; it's commission only, so you're instantly getting your marketing in there putting unique packages on them, maybe your premium ones, and um, because they are being sold there. And, yeah, makes a big difference. So um, I've been approached by lots of wellness startup um, companies that are globally about six months. And I always give them a the time of day and look and, and listen to, because I was on that side of the fence once, and, and I don't want to miss a opportunity. So listen Absolutely. to what they look at. But also I have to respect the time of the teams on the ground. Yeah. You know, our, our teams are thinner aren't they? In hotels yeah, and spas and resorts, you know, the resort time. And it takes time to put assets together, put a package together and build a page that so really has to be worthwhile. Mm. So it's considered, but but definitely don't need to rule it out. And, and last point there is just on touch points. So we, you know, you've got your own website. If you can bring user generated content onto it, brilliant, because it's yeah. reinforcing that message and that extra review. People might go on Triple advisor as well. Fine. You'll then look on other people's social media channels then to find something on Pinterest and then look on a third-party site. You know, okay, so you're building up a picture and lots of different angles and touch points for the business.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And I'm going to pick up on two points that, well, one point you didn't mention and one point you did there. <laughs> um, first of all, the commission. And I, I'm almost mm. kind of sick of having this discussion with people. It's like, you know, yes, some of these third-party well, third sites will charge you a commission. Yeah. But obviously you're only paying that if you get a booking. And they're yeah. having to do quite a lot of work up front without necessarily any guarantee of bookings. They're doing that marketing. They're creating that page for you. They're, they're, they're like you say, lending you their um, prestige yeah. simply by having you on there. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, you're not paying for that until you actually mm-hmm. get a booking. So yes, there's a commission. And yes, you can look at it as like, like, oh, well, that's just cost me X amount of money. But it's money that you potentially wouldn't have got without exactly. that website. So it's an investment. It is not a cost to you. So that's just a, mm-hmm. a thing I want to get off my chest well, there. I completely
1: agree with you. And also, you know, I've been a spa manager before and been with a guest or on the phone to the guest. And my phone is ringing and I, do, I can't answer it myself and I don't have the staff to answer it. You mm-hmm. and that yep. at the moment, if there's a third-party website, you, they're, they're trained and they've got your information, they can answer that phone call for you, which yep. is, you know, and if there's no one there that's being paid to do it because, you know, the current situation that we're in, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is
0: no upfront fee, and I'm going to share a tip that you you didn't mention there, but you did mention the other day to me. So I'm going to share this oh. with you, which I thought was great. Like you say, there are so many um, new startup kind of third party sites with all with a different angle, and and you know that's great, and and we love that. But you mentioned that you've kind of created a bit of a one pager.
1: Oh um, yeah.
0: Whereas if you get contacted by one of these, you're like, great, love what you're doing. Here's, here's our kind of criteria for us to work with you. And you've kind of set those out for six senses um, mm-hmm. to save you that time and to be very respectful of them to sort of send it on and go, look, we potentially would love to work with you, but here's what we need from you. And I think you said sort of like we need, or can you remind me some of the things that, that you've yeah, got Yeah, absolutely.
1: That? So if you've got a commission bracket of what you won't go over... You just know that's not going to happen, number one. If um, all of our resorts, because Sixth Sense is a management company, so we don't necessarily sign, I wouldn't sign a contract, and then suddenly all of our resorts go onto this third-party site. It's their individual decision based on their market. So they have to work with individual contracts. Um, And, yeah, there are a few other things that that are necessities about booking with wellness and activities and different things. So, yeah, I've got it in the Fed email because, yeah, I've been on that side of the fence, and I am really sensitive to salespeople at the moment of what I do but also you know it's a tough job yeah. um you know we're in different times now I just want to respect their time make sure they get to reply but not wasting anybody's time and really respecting our spa directors on the ground or our spa, our spa directors on the ground mm-hmm. um, and that, that are tight on time themselves so yeah template email with all of your points in there saying this is this is what we can and can't do and what yeah. we're looking for talk to me
0: and, and I think that's great because I think if you know, often if there is that flexibility in there in terms of any commission or anything like that, if you send that over to them, they know whether it's worth coming back and speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And and you almost know if they do that, you know, there's the flexibility there. So I think it's a brilliant tip. That
1: Yeah, cards on the table time. Let's be honest. <laughs>
0: Right. Is there Anna? An, uh, 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 thank you so much for sharing this time with us today. I really, really appreciate it. Is what are your kind of final thoughts on on say the world right now in marketing?
1: Oh my goodness, make it fun. Make it <laughs> fun for you, fun for your teams, and then it's fun to listen to it too. And and to be think uh, the kitchen is the new dance floor. <laughs> um. So so keep that in your mind and take inspiration from people like not on the high streaks. Yep. They do what they do well and see how you can think about a lighter tank for
0: this. Amazing, thank you. Now, you've mentioned Six Senses and everything that you're doing uh, with social there. If people want to kind of, you know, maybe check that out, see what you're doing, get some inspiration from there, what's the best places for them to to follow along
1: yeah facebook and instagram we've got two channels we've got at six senses spas uh, facebook and instagram and also we call it a corporate hotels resorts and spas we then the content is generally channel specific but we do have wellness content on the corporate channel for hotels and have started bringing in food and nutrition and lots of different things onto spas as well so following those two channels interact with us or interact with me I we'd love to reply and say hi and yeah i hope there's some inspiration in there Um, and look at the video content and the types of interactions that we're getting.
0: Amazing. Anna, as always, thank you so much for for everything that you brought along today. It's been great fun. And I hope that's been useful for everyone listening. Thank you again. And I hope to see you in person soon.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Adam.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Anna for sharing her expertise and insights with us on the show today. I really hope that's given you some food for thought on how you can take some of these insights and apply them to your own business. Now, I should say that just putting together one episode of the Beauty Business Podcast per week is enough of a challenge for me. And there's no way that I'd be able to do this six episodes in one week without the amazing team of people responsible for National Spa Week on the board of the UK Spa Association. I won't read out all their names, you know who you are, and I thank you for rallying together to make National Spa Week happen this year. Now, the UK Spa Association not only creates events like National Spa Week to help the industry grow, but they fight for the industry throughout the UK. And that's something that has become way more relevant over the last few months. Now, I know that right now, as this episode airs, like I said, most of the UK and parts of Europe and possibly other areas of the world are currently under enforced closure again. But I can hand on heart say that if it wasn't for the continued assistance that we've given government and the pressure that we've applied here in the UK, then spas and beauty businesses would not have been able to open for business when they did and would not be quite so much on the radar for financial support as they are right now either. Now the UK Spar Association will support and fight for you, for your business, for your team, but we need your support too. And together we're far stronger. So if you are not already a member of the UK Spar Association, please go to www.spar-uk.org and either sign up today as a member or register your interest and we'll send you some more information. Now the website is also where you can find more supporting information about today's topic of marketing as well as more information about what's coming up later this week. Now on that note, Tomorrow here on the podcast, we're talking all about human resources. More specifically, how you can keep your team engaged and their morale up as we navigate all of this trickiness that we're going through right now. Plus, if you're growing your team, how and where to go to find the best talent right now. Now, if you don't wanna miss out on any of the podcast episodes this week, no problem at all. In whatever app you are listening to me on right now, just click the subscribe button and you'll not only get a notification as soon as the next episode is released, but you'll be able to check out all of the other episodes that have come before this one as well. So that's it from me for now. I will see you
1: tomorrow in the next episode. See you soon.